All right. Well, I wish I could hear every one of those things. I know they're amazing. Um, how many of you said listening to Jeff's talk every year? Wow, that's incredible. That's amazing. So, uh, yeah, for me, you know, as I think back through my life growing up, some memories that come out are my favorite things. One is snow skiing because starting when I was about nine or ten, our family, that was our thing to do every Christmas. We started going to Breckenridge, Colorado, and we were there at Christmas. That's where I developed my love for snow skiing. And uh, Christy came into that. My wife, we were able to pass that on to pass the love of skiing on to our kids, our two sons who now live in the mountains because of that. And now grandkids. So we have a one-year-old little granddaughter and a three-year-old. And our three-year-old just last week, I'm about to show you a video of it, took her second ski lesson. Uh, and this is indoor facility in, in uh, Denver. Um, let's watch. I'm to video it, okay? All right, now you can go. <laughs> wow, you did it. All right. She did great. And uh, and I love the laughter. I love the giggles. I love the joy, right? That's That should be part of the holidays for everybody. It should be part of Christmas. I also remember special gifts I got growing up. Like, I remember the time, my favorite gift, uh, we went to the tree, you know, on Christmas morning, and there was a puppy, Mitzi, who became our family dog. And uh, there's Mitzi there, and a little miniature schnauzer, which was, uh, she was an amazing dog. And I also remember another toy, another favorite gift was a G.I. Joe headquarters. So cool. If I still had it, I, that's all, I just play in my office probably with it, so it's good I don't have it anymore. Had this elevator and everything, it was really awesome. Um, and, and of course, you know, having kids of our own and, and seeing Christmas through their eyes uh, was really amazing. And, and we can all share about favorite things. But what if I change the question a little bit from what are our favorite things to what is the reason for all this? Like, I mean, all of it's great, but like, what is the reason for the season? Right. And and I'm about to ask you that question and let you answer. Before I do, I'm going to give you a little tutorial especially if you're new in church, have never been to church or new in church, it's always embarrassing if somebody asks a question like in a church group or a Bible study to give the wrong answer and you feel, you know, you just feel like, oh man, I, I don't know anything. So I'm going to give you the answers of 90% of the church questions, okay? And all you got to, it's, it's usually going to be 90% of the time, God, Bible, or Jesus. So I'm going to ask a question and then, you tell me and then we'll ask our question. But here's a practice. So, so in, in this world, there's so few things that we can really count on. But you can always count on, you say God, Bible, Jesus. You can always count on God, Bible, Jesus. Okay, let's try it one more time. You can always count on God, Bible, Jesus. Yeah, all of those work, right? So this will get you through, right? And for kids, this will serve you the rest of your life. And then when you think about, well, what is the reason for the season? What is it? Yeah, one of those will work, surely, right? I mean, we've all heard Jesus is the reason for the season, right? You've probably seen that on social media, maybe even on bumper stickers or on yard signs. Jesus is the reason for the season, which I get that. And, and most people are just well-meaning Christians who want to remind us that, hey, there, Jesus is the point of this, and, and that's good. Sometimes people use it kind of in a grumpy way to Christmas shame people for, you know, Santa or whatever, you know. And if you've ever been shamed 
by Christians for that. Sorry, sometimes we get a little bit overboard, take ourselves a little too seriously. And the ironic thing about it, though, is it's actually, this is one of that, this is the 10%. You know, I said that would give you 90% of the right answer. In church, 10%, this is the 10%. Just actually not the right answer. I mean, Jesus is the reason for the season. Sounds great, and... But actually what Jesus would let us know, what the New Testament writers let us know, is that Jesus is not actually the reason for the season. You know what is? You and me. We're the reason for the season. John 3.16, one of the most famous Bible verses, well-known Bible verses, for God so loved the world, the world of people, you and me, that he gave his one and only son, Jesus, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Jesus didn't come here for him. He was sent here because of God's love for you and me. Philippians 2 gives more color to that. It says, though Jesus was God, he did not think of equality with God there in heaven as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble positions of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself and obedient to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Jesus was perfectly happy in heaven. He was great. He didn't come here for a pleasure cruise. He came here for you and me on a rescue mission. That's why in Luke 2 it says, The angel said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Good news of great joy to whom? All people. Not just the good people, not just the religious people, all people. And why is it good news? Because the Savior was born. Jesus came on a rescue mission. In John 20, 21, he said, The Son of Man, talking about himself, has come to seek and to save the lost. Who are the lost? Well, lost people are just people who aren't, who aren't home and don't know how to get home. And that's everybody without Jesus. Because the soul, our soul is designed to be at home in God's presence with God in our lives. Because of sin, we were separated from God. And that's why Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. Good news of great joy to all people. You know, Christianity is the only religion that is not about us seeking God. It's about God seeking us and coming for us. And that's why Jesus came. And earlier the verse said he died on a cross. Why? To pay the penalty for sin so that we wouldn't have to. That he could offer forgiveness and relationship with him that starts now and lasts forever. And the Bible says it's all a gift. That the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And in a little bit, some of you tonight, some of you tomorrow will be opening gifts. But what a great thing this Christmas if we opened up this gift. And said yes. Because again, it's not about us being good enough for God. It's not about us seeking God. It's about Him who gave everything. And it's an opportunity to say thank you. In a little bit, we're going to pray, and you'll have the opportunity, if you want, to begin a relationship with God. And for those of us who have, it's really an opportunity to say thank you and to just allow the, the truth of God's love for us, His unconditional love to sink in. Because if you ever question whether you're loved, all you have to do is remember Christmas. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. Let's bow our heads together in prayer. Father, I thank you for the most incredible gift in the history of gifts. The gift of your son who came here, took on humanity, lived among us, and eventually died on the cross to take the penalty for sin that we all deserve. 
so that we would never have to get what we deserve. And you offer forgiveness as a gift. And so right now, Father, I pray you just guide people maybe to say yes to that for the first time or to come back to you. For those of us who know you, we just want to say thank you. It's amazing that we're loved that much. And I pray this Christmas you just help that sink in. In Jesus' name, amen.